with that in mind, uh, we'll just continue producing VV content because we really believe in it because we really think that this journey of us believing in something that the majority of the people around, who are around us don't can be pretty lonely, right? I bet you the majority of the folks who are on the app right now, their family probably don't care about VV. The friends probably don't understand about VV. It's just them, right? So it gets pretty lonely. And our goal here is to bring that balanced perspective and connect with you on a personal level. So whether you're driving to work, you're on a subway, you are mowing the lawn, you are going for a walk, anything like that, you can still, like if you're an audio person, if you're a video person, you can still have somebody to communicate to, to talk with, to get perspective from. Uh, because, you know, we believe in BB and believing in something that is not believed in by the majority of the folks around us can feel a little bit weird, can feel, you know, a little bit lonely. But I think it's going to be, it's going to bring like huge rewards because I think there's a lot of, you know, the, the possibilities again is limitless really with digital collectibles and with Vivi. Hey guys, both Mr. V and I are having a cold for random reasons. So we might sound a little bit weird today, but this is going to be a good episode. So this is a new thing that we're doing for every episode. We'll pick one comment from our previous episode to highlight, to say thank you, and to encourage more people to chime in with the feedbacks. The last episode uh, was when we interview uh, UFC featherweight uh, fighter, Joss Emmett. And at the moment, uh, as of January 2024, he holds a record for the most knockdowns in UFC featherweight history, and he's a very passionate BB collector. That was one of our best interviews ever. Uh, but the comment I want to highlight is from... Uh, Ace Rick Move Ace as in A C E Rick R I G Move, and I actually look into this guy's uh, YouTube account, and apparently uh, Rick here is like an like like an oil drilling unit. I think they move offshore oil drilling units. So this guy might be in the middle of the ocean somewhere on an on on an oil drilling unit, watching or listening to our content, which is pretty cool. But his comment is. Your content is not only informative, but also incredibly relevant and well-presented. I appreciate the effort you put in, uh, in creating valuable content for your audience. Uh, so this comment uh, is super unique just because it comes from this account that, you know, does this very cool job in the middle of the ocean on an oil drill unit. So shout out to, to you and other folks who have left very positive and, and meaningful and supportive comments on our video. And the second shout I want to do is to... Sanjay, Dr. Rolex, Michael Camper, and Tony, because on Jan 3rd, they organized the VV community recognition space, and they spent a couple minutes talking about us, and particularly Michael for gifting us the two physical taught Batmans and his speech about the podcast. Uh, Mr. V, I think, I think you had the opportunity to listen to that, right? Both of us were sick, and uh, I almost lost my voice that day, so I couldn't participate. Yeah, it was, it was really nice because uh, each of those four uh, co-hosts or co is co-host the right word mm -hmm. uh, among those several hosts each of them had a lot of uh, kind words to say maybe some anecdotes regarding maybe personal experiences in person or and or in spaces and, and it was really it was heartwarming because you know there's a lot of work that goes into you know this sort of thing where you're trying to bring communities the community together and of course the, for the majority of the, the people who were recognized that they weren't necessarily doing it for any particular recognition or for any uh, financial or 
financial gain or anything like that. And these individuals, the, the hosts, the co-hosts, they, they took the time out of their personal lives to not only prepare kind words, but to extend that into their evenings and really dedicate their time and energy to make sure that everyone felt appreciated. And uh, that was to start off the new year. And I think that was very thoughtful and in a great way to, to set the tone for, for 2024. Yeah. And these guys are the same kind of, you like you see the same personality when you meet them in real life. We had the opportunity to uh, meet, uh, I think all of them uh, in New York. And particularly we had uh, Dr. Rolex on the live stream competing for the unboxing battle with uh, Grub. And he got a uh, secret rare uh, Iron Man, the black and gold one. Do you remember the mint number? Was it 39? Yeah. Yeah, he got uh, yeah. number 39. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I don't remember if the secret rare was a 39 edition number, but it has to be 39 because it has to be lower than 50, right? And right. I remember it was I think I think you I think you called it out that it was a very special year, either like like a Marvel year or something like that. Well, it was Iron Man's debut mm. in comics was Tales of Suspense number 39. So That's the one. That's it, the one. Yeah, tied to to the to the to the comic and yep. also with marvel comics debuting in 1939 although it was under a different name at the time but but yeah so mm -hmm. it's a double double yeah, yeah. meaning i guess behind that number yeah that was that was definitely a, a fun one and then we had uh, michael we met him in new york and we also had him on the channel as an interview guest too super nice guy he also gave us the opportunity to do a giveaway um a the, the the common edition of the Funko Iron Man and uh what's really cool about Michael is is like when he did the giveaway I was like hey let us put your handle in so that people can follow you you know so people can know more about you and he was like no no this is you know I want to support you guys because I really appreciate the channel and all the things you do so you know again thank you everybody uh for your support and a special shout out to uh, Mr. 41 as well uh and this is new because Mr. 41 Uh, came up on the podcast and recently he reached out to me wanting to do a giveaway so we are working with him on what's the best way to, to do it it's going to be a pretty cool one and also a special shout out to all the guests who have come on over the past year because all of you guys are super busy but you spent the time with us and last but not least everybody who have tuned in because you guys are really the fuel the the energy for us to keep going forward because we create the podcast to for you and the fact that you tune in on the flight coming over to New York on your drive to work, to, from work, on the subway uh, means a lot to us. And that's what really keeps us going because that's that's the biggest validation that we are providing value. So shout out to everybody. All right, Will. So we are bringing in the new year. And one thing that people always like to bring up are New Year's resolutions. With that in mind, do you happen to have any resolutions that you hope to keep? I would say staying out of all the drama, particularly on Twitter, And for me, when I use Twitter nowadays, I log in, I interact a little bit, I promote our content, I write something and I, I log out. And it's been pretty helpful because it keeps my emotion balanced. I'm not affected by other people's arguments. But at the same time, I'm still seeing like things that are happening. I'm still have a pretty good sense of what people are talking about, those kind of things to help us craft our content better. So that's one thing that I want to keep doing. And also I think like having different perspective from our guests has been very helpful because the, the problem with creating content is there has to be something happen for us to talk about, right? Or we, if we want to provide values, 
obviously we don't know everything. We only know a very small aspect to Vivi from our experience, mostly from you, because you engage in way more transactions, you collect specimens, you have these stories, but we, we still want to give values. But if we don't have those values, simply because we don't you know, collect enough, we don't have exposure compared to many other whales, the best thing that we did last year that I want to continue doing is bringing these whales. Like if, if we don't know something, but we still want to talk about it, the best way is to bring in the people who know about these things because they have firsthand experience. They have really cool stories um, that we can rely on to promote that same kind of value. And at the same time, for things related to Vivi, if we don't know the answer and we don't want to speculate, we try really hard to bring in the, the co-founders, Dan and David, and we were able to do that. And that was really cool. What about you? For me, it's it's definitely allocating my time to different things in a way that's more proportionate to what I value and find important in my life. The older I get, the more I realize that I am I can be pretty reckless or careless with my time. <laughs> you know, it's when you care about something, you can and when you want to get really good at at anything, uh, you you spend more time on it, and your your hope is that you get really good at whatever it is that you dedicate time to. And there was, you know, an, a bit of an imbalance, uh, I would say, especially because there was a lot of enthusiasm. And, you know, when you're when you surround yourself with people who are just as enthusiastic as you are, it kind of feeds into that frenzy, into mm -hmm. that 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 hype. And for me, I fortunately, fortunately, I've been in talks with enough people to uh, uh, from from different backgrounds and experiences and fields to help me scale back in a lot of things that were not quite as important and mm. and refocus. So for me, I was heading into the new year having already started a new career, uh, you know, kids grow getting a little bit older and you know and I'm I'm finding that I don't want to be glued to to extra things, right? So one thing I found that's been super helpful in in making my time a little bit more balanced across different things is uh, I've, I've been in touch with the VV analytics owner on X and I managed to make an account. And with this account, I, I am using a separate email from all other things. So like, that's mm -hmm. one thing I always like to promote, make sure you have a separate email for different things that you get involved with, especially if you're in uh, digital collectibles or the web three space, definitely make a separate email or separate emails. And with this account, uh, I found that I can get notifications of when certain additions pop up in the market. And it's it's been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, I paid for this subscription with with the with the website and and it's been worth it in my opinion because I've bought back my own time. Before, I will be glued in the glued to the market and I'd be searching and yes, there's some fun to that when you're just kind of like perusing through the market through different collectibles and comics. But with this one, I get a, an, a, a notification on Telegram, and I have push notification, and I change change the settings to my on my phone so that I have push notifications, so they pop up on my screen, and I can see when things show up on the market within seconds. And because of that, I've saved countless hours before. Like, let's say for example, if I was on the app ten hours a day, right now I'm probably on the app maybe maybe thirty minutes. And with all, all that extra time, I'm able to focus on my work, family, uh, myself, you know, anything and everything else. And I really don't find the, the urge to be on that app anymore. 
because I know that when something's relevant to my interest on the app, I know that I'll get a notification and then I can act on it or ignore it. And so that's really been a great tool for me heading into the new year. And I want to continue to make sure that I dedicate my time more me- uh, mindfully to the things that are important. I think it's just one person team. And uh, I think he's doing a, a, a great job of like keep improving the app and then bring more values to people. So shout out to him and uh, other folks who have created apps for Vivi. I spent some time reflecting on the things that Vivi could have done better to grow the apps. And this is somewhat related to these uh, fanmates apps is like, I feel like Vivi has many low hanging fruits that they could have done, that they could have, you know, tackle like the things that a lot of people talk about when they use the, the Stacker app by Dr. Profit. So shout out to all these guys who spend a lot of hard work to create these apps. But I feel like these are easy things that Vivi could have done to bring engagement back to the app. And this is really a missed opportunity for them uh, because they have all the data. They understand our preference and they have an existing audience who are interested in knowing where they stand in terms of the other collectors by categories, those kind of things. And this is not for it because we want VV to succeed and we will continue producing VV content going forward without any change. We'll probably work harder and smarter too. But at the same time, I have recognized that VV, they need to focus on small, incremental, consistent app improvements that they are small enough for them to do in a month or two, even less than that. But at the same time, they provide us, the, the user or the collectors, with values, with things to do in the app so that there's engagement, so that there's discussions. And you know, ultimately, there's that organic referral and growth. Yeah, it's been very underwhelming. Uh, granted, the, you know, the in real life events that they hosted, especially in New York Comic at New York Comic Con, that was really exciting, really engaging, really uh, it, it drew in a lot of attention, uh, positive attention. Uh, and then you know, there were little bits and pieces that br- uh, brought excitement to the the community and the collecting side of things. But there's you know, let's let's not let's not overdo it in terms of saying like that it's that it was perfect. Right. Mm. Uh, so much to so much so that, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but like, well, actually, I, no, don't don't count me off for saying this. I, I've been looking and, and tinkering with other projects as well, just so that like I can compare it, you know, because if you don't compare, if you don't have anything to compare, uh, uh, compare it to, then how in the world can you objectively say that things are good? Mm. You know, I mean, it, it's 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 <laughs> I mean, that's why we have. That's why we eat different types of food <laughs> because like that way we know what we like, what we yeah. really like and different drinks. We have different seasons, right? We all have a favorite season, probably different TV shows. And so, you know, how will you know if you don't try out other things? And, and this is so that you can be a more well-rounded consumer. Just to clarify, I'm not, what I'm trying to say is I really appreciate the amount of efforts that, you know, the, the people behind VV analytics behind the stacker app behind vv setlist and other products that are fan made uh because they really put a lot of work in and uh since we talk about vv analytics i uh, I, ta- I talked to the the person who created the app and he constantly you know asking for feedback so he can improve it which is amazing because that really shows the the dedication and the amount of time and care he puts in 
to make the product that you enjoy. And I recommend people to use it because if somebody like you can see values in it, it save you a lot of time, then probably will bring a lot of values to other people too. But again, after doing some reflecting, I, I really wish that VB has done something like this a long time ago. Yeah, so that's, that's one thing. The other thing I want to mention is at some point, they need to understand that a lot of the users who came to Vivi uh, over the past three years came through the app because of Omi. So they need to do something with the Omi token. I came to Vivi because of Omi and full transparency. I have uh, my own Omi back. I've never sold a single token ever. I don't even know how to do it because I've never done it. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing. So it's not a financial advice. And so what I want to share here is that I hope that they recognize a good portion of VV collectors learn about VV because of Omi. Like our previous guest, Josh, Josh Emmett, if he wins his fight and becomes the, the UFC featherweight champion, he's going to be the most popular, you know, VV collector, I think. And so he learned about VV and his team learned about VV because of Omi. I learned about VV because of Omi. They need to recognize that and... I'm not trying to speculate on what's going on behind the scene with the token, but they need to be more serious about it. And being serious here can be many things. You know, like utility is one thing. I don't know much about, you know, the blockchain and cryptocurrency, so I won't comment on that because I don't really understand the regulation side and what they can do at the moment and what they have to wait for more regula regulatory clarity in order to do. So it's not just targeting physical collectors and hoping that they become digital collectors. Because that, you know, that might, might work, that might not work. Who knows? Like if you post these like NFTs on Reddit, subreddits, people would not react very well to that because the concept is so new. Other trash projects have really tarnished the reputation of, of NFTs. So that's tough. So that's, you know, that's not easy to do. But they need to recognize that there is a population of non-collectors who are into crypto that can be converted into collectors on a VV app. I don't know, like guys like you, I would say, uh, because... I don't think you collect it much until you learn about Vivi, right? So you were sort of like a non-collector becoming a digital collector instead of you being a physical collector becoming a digital collector. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so with my introduction, uh, I do recall listening to somebody who was speaking about the OMI token. However, they tied that to the the IPs that were a in, like direct, in, indirectly affiliated through the Vivi platform. And I think, you know, the more I've dabbled in crypto, and I, I don't mean to go on a tangent, but I think this is an important point for, for anyone who's listening. There's not this, let's put it this way. When Polygon announced that they were going to have a partnership with Disney for some, some, uh, do you remember what I'm talking about? For some project. Yeah, some Disney project incubator. that is it was like, like an incubator project. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Polygon announced that Disney was going to be partnering with them for some incubation project. Mm -hmm. Now, just because of that, people thought that Polygon and Disney were working together. Now, to what extent is always, almost always unclear because most companies, especially in crypto, want to leverage the, the bigger names to be able to elevate their status, right? And to elevate their awareness to draw more eyes to their project, mm -hmm. to their respective project. Now, with with Omi, because Vivi had digital collectibles related to these different IPs, there was this indirect partnership between Omi and Vivi IPs, uh, uh, Vivi's partnered IPs, that drew more attention to Omi. And I think that's what happened. I think because 
of that, those partnerships, uh, excuse me, because of those aff affiliate IPs in the VV ecosystem, and because OMI was publicly announced to be tied to VV, I think it's that same kind of hype or mm. speculation that drew more people to OMI than it really should have because they they haven't done anything yet. And and one thing that I've learned uh, as I've gotten older is that uh, when you use the word potential, it really means hasn't done anything yet. So OMI really has potential, but potential means hasn't done they haven't done anything yet. And we really need to be mindful of that. If, if 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 we haven't if we don't have exposure or if we do have exposure to the OMI token because nothing's been done at the end of the day nothing's been done with it and I know that that's what they're tr working to address and you know I wish I'm, I wish them everyone involved with the OMI token uh, the people behind the working behind the scenes and the people who are investing in them or trading with the token you know hope it all works out well but the only thing that we actually know is fully operational and it has some traction are the dig digital collectibles whether yeah. or not whether or not they're doing well from the, the monetary side of things is a whole different subject but at least they're operating i think you have a really good point there defining potential like having potential just tying it back to the the vv side of things they are low hanging fruit that they should be doing or should have done earlier uh, for example like a ranking or a leaderboard or some form of like, you know, things that can benefit a collector like VV setlist, what they're doing with that whole, you know, collection of points and everything. VV should have done that. You know, things like showing where collectors are in different uh, IPs. For example, like if you are, you know, rank 167 in the Marvel category or Disney category, those things like the Stacker app is doing or, you know, allowing you to set alerts when a listing takes place like you know vv analytics those kind of things or you know just make the omi site more formal buy a domain for it design a website i knew nothing about it i learned how to do it in a weekend and uh, both our website which is just me and you running it and the komi uh the like the omi token site are both run on the same app notion we took it very seriously because that is the phase of our channel we bought a domain for it we design a website, we make it look formal. We make it look like when people look at it, they don't think this is a website built on an app and built in a temporary way. That's my impression looking at the OMI token portal. I know that they're still working hard in the background building things, but again, give people small, incremental, consistent, high quality updates or app improvements to keep the base here, to keep the base engaged uh, and keep the base you know, around to help the company grow organically because a lot of people have left. Again, we're still around. We'll be around for a long time, keep creating content, those kind of things. So that's not going to change. But I just feel bad that there are so many missing, you know, missed opportunities because at the end of the day, you know, when content creators and collectors in many shapes and forms, like we produce audio and visual content in terms of the podcast and the videos, there are other collectors, you know, like Tales from Rizzo, uh, Mr. Falcon, at a Goku, Wintran, they are creating amazing showrooms. So that is a, a type of content that can attract a lot of people too. And then we have folks like, you know, Sanjay and, and V Magic and, you know, other content creators who are organizing spaces. They work very hard to keep the community together to promote the potential and the possibilities of Vivi and the products too, right? 
I'm not saying that VV hasn't delivered much. I'm just saying over the past couple of months, it's been crickets. And we need to see things happening from both sides. The community, you know, keep pushing the, the sentiment, the potential, the positivity forward so that people really understand what VV can be. But at the same time, we need to see these small things from the team saying that, hey, we care. We are building big things. It takes a long time, but here are the small things for you to, to use because we care about you. You know, those are just my thoughts. Uh, and then on, on, on the Omi side, same thing. That's kind of like my reflection. That doesn't change the way I think about the company because I still think that uh, I, I don't want to overuse the word potential here, but I, I fully believe in it. I think we have the right leadership, mostly because we ha had the opportunity to talk to the, the folks who are very passionate about the app, which is extremely rare. Because if you think about like an NFT project, yeah, so we have a great community because you know people show up everywhere. Like people fly from Europe and even Asia to the US and vice versa, right? Uh, I think we have a, a great team. David and Dan are the right guys to run the company because David, he just he's in it. He's into co the the collectible uh, space. He's been in it for a long time. He has all the you know all the relationships needed to get all the IPs, and he has the understanding of what the what collectors would like. Dan is, I think, I think I really believe in the company a lot more after talking to those guys, particularly Dan, because Dan doesn't give so many interviews, right? And then I remember having that opportunity to talk to him uh, right after we got back from New York and seeing how knowledgeable he is in every single aspect of the app and how well-versed he is in explaining the challenges that they were going through and how they were addressing it, uh, you know, really... Uh, made me believe that these guys are the right people to to make things happen. I think like the low hang fruit problem, uh, it's just something they need to address in order to. The most important thing here is like in business, it's a lot easier to keep a customer than gaining a brand new customer, right? Because a lot of the time, the the, the growth VV had has had over the past couple of years has come from people talking about the app to their friends and families, and it's a lot it's le much less expensive to keep an existing customer than to gain a new one. Uh, they, I think they understand that. They just need to do things to turn that into a reality. At the same time, they need to stick with the basics simply because, again, VV has a lot of potentials and the, the, I think the possibility is limitless and that comes with the pros and cons. The pros is they have so many options and the cons is they also have so many options. And when I think at their position, sometimes they get paralysis by analysis Right, because should we work on you know the master collective program? Should we build a vivos? Should we focus on Omi? Should we you know should we leapfrog the the showroom in the app and focus on the, on the vivos? Should we do more marketing? Should we do digital? Should we start selling more comic books with Marvel? Should we start selling you know more physical uh, collectibles with Funko and DC, for example? Right, there's so many avenues they can do it. Should we even do like trading cards and have them in Walmart? You know, there's so many options. I think sometimes they get a little bit confused, uh, but you know it's just like a business problem. I think what they should do is stick to the basic and build that strong foundation because when they first started, they did one thing right that got them a huge success is they have the app on a, on on mobile, right? And they make the onboarding process and the like the the user experience so easy that regardless of who you are, whether you're in crypto or not, you don't need a wallet. You just log in and you go for drops, you know, and the drops are super easy. It's fiat. There's no crypto needed. Uh, those kind of things. So there's they they did a lot of things right. Uh, but at the same time, they need to focus on 
making things simple for everybody and making things solid. For example, like the uh, recently we had some problem with the drops that should have been, you know, one thing that that should not have happened. So again, a lot of things they need to work on. My advice to them is, and this is not because I'm knowledgeable about business or anything. I'm just really into VV and I got here early and I've seen so many things and I kind of realized, okay, these are the things you did that brought you very positive results. And these are the things you did that kind of took you off track a little bit and kind of cost you some of that positive momentum. Yeah. yeah. I think when it comes to growth, I'll, I'll relate it to something that I am familiar with. Mm. So I've coached brand new programs. I've started uh, new programs. I've inherited, not inherited, but like I've taken on uh, different programs that have been in existence for decades and they were just completely in shambles and just completely destroyed. And I had to mend everything and patch things up and uh, work on a foundation so that it could, so that they could last and, and exist without me being around. And each time I, I, I've, I've spoken with a couple of friends who are very, who've been very successful in, in business. And a lot of the same things could be said between, you know, coaching pro a program and running a business. And I've started my own business, like starting up an, an academy as well. And I spent like five, six years doing that. When, when you're building something, you need to surround yourself with people who are better at the things that you're not good at. And a lot of it is a struggle of ego. Most people, most people are too proud to admit that somebody else can do something better than they can. And when you come into a conflict with that, you might, you, if you're in charge of a program, like, like I was, I, I, I come quickly came to realize that I'm compromising the long-term well-being of, of this program that I'm, I'm running mm. by not by not swallowing that pill and, 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 and putting my ego aside and embracing this person or these people who are better than I am at certain facets and welcoming, welcoming them in and letting them thrive. Mm. Let them do what they're good at so that I can spend more time doing the things that I'm good at. And, then, and that, buys, that, that buys you more time to focus on the things that you're good at and you're more productive with your time. Right. So sometimes the, the, the well-being of a, of a business or a program comes at the cost of, of ego. And, you know... Dan and David, they're savvy. They're very business savvy people. And they've been able to make some interesting hires, some cool hires. And they're surrounding themselves around people that they, they're, they trust, right? Now, we don't know who the, all those other contractors they have are. But we have to really blindly trust that all the people that they're hiring mm. are much more qualified and, and experienced and can do a better job than they personally can in every position that they've hired. Right. We, but however, we don't know that, but we have to blindly trust, especially if we're still involved in the project with the progress that we've seen, we have yet to really see much of that. It's the immediate, the, the, the turnaround time has been too slow, especially if they have as many people as they do have. And you know, there's, there's no sugarcoating it. Yeah. There's absolutely no sugarcoating it. And you know, it, it makes one wonder, okay, are the people that they're hiring as contractors really committed to the longevity of the, of the, of the business? Because as contractors, they're expendable, right? There, there's a short-term investment in them. How long is it going to take for them to hire the long-term for, for uh, full-time positions? Because 
We need people just, just like the collectors. We have devout collectors. Now we need devout employees who are hundred percent in to make sure like that, the, that the business thrives. It's, it's, it's like, uh, this is how I see it. And I believe me, I understand the significance of, and, and the importance of having contractors and then making sure that they can scale accordingly and with finances in mind. But it's like, it's, I, 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 feel, I feel like hiring so many contractors is on par with people who are coming into the project for a short-term fix, whether it's for flipping or for collecting, toying around with it, and then jumping ship, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just really hope that they they really ramp things up with long-term employees within the company who are much better. So like when we're speaking about Dan and David, I hope that they're making those f- uh, full-time hires with people who are better at the things that they're not quite as good at in order for the company to get what is needed. At the end of the day, we want BB to succeed. And that's why, we, that's why we're going to talk about it. I also think that so I do agree with you because I think they're just too spread out. And, uh, you know, sometimes this type of decentral, decentralization in terms of workforce might work. Sometimes it might not work because, you know, essentially VV is a tech company. Most tech companies at their scale, so I'm, I'm not talking about like startup, like you have, you know, your founders in one place and employees in other places and those are small. But for the scale of VV, and for the type of products they sell and the type of partners, like huge partners that they work with and the amount of money that go through their, you know, the app on a weekly basis, that's huge. That makes them a pretty decent sized tech company, whether they want to, whether they want to recognize that or not. These tech companies, I will say, need to be more centralized in one location. The employees can work from home. Like I work in a tech company and I work from home, working from home. For most tech company means you are still in some sort of proximity to your headquarter. Maybe it's, you know, it's in the same city. Maybe it's on the same coast. Maybe you're on a different coast, but whatever happens, you can still fly in and, and you can still have like that one team meeting. So this speculative problem with Vivi is their workforce and a team is spread out across at least four continents. They have Dad and David in New Zealand. They have team members in Europe. They have team members in Asia and they have team members like Alex, who are based in the U.S. So that's four continents there, four different uh, time zones. And then there's, you know, cultural barriers and those kind of things too. I'm not saying that it's not working well for them. I'm just saying like, hey, it's been a while and you guys haven't rolled out anything that match even the low expectation of what the users are looking for. And, you know, yes, you have the IPs and like a very solid community, but at some point you need to de- deliver. So I, I do agree with you. That's a good speculation. Might be true, might be not. But, you know, as very passionate and dedicated VV users who've been here for a while, I think we have the right to, to, to speculate about it, you know, because we, we truly care. Yeah, and I think as time goes on, the more that they scale and the more attention that they pay towards the, the quality of their service and product products, the, the sooner the community will scale to 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 Vivi, right? I'll say this, the more hiccups that we see, the less time I spend on the, the platform. Do I, am I jumping ship? No. Have I ever felt overwhelmingly, like a, am I a super diehard fan? No. Am I a super uh, uh, fudder? No. I've always, always, always 
kept things in perspective. I just keep my mouth quiet because I like to hear other people talk. You know, we do this podcast to be able to express sentiments, uh, vocalize a lot of things that may be going on throughout the community and share some anecdotes with guests, see how they think and dive into those sort of things. Um, but I will, I'll, I'm happy, I'm very proud to say that I'm in talks with anybody and everybody that's willing to have a conversation with me. Even the people that, that many in the community think are fudders, I might be really good friends with them, you know? And then the people who are super, super enthusiastic about the project, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably in talks with a lot of those people as well. I'm not, I'm not going to play the fence. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend like I'm one side or the other. It's, there's no sugarcoating what the reality is with the project. We all, and I'm not going to be cliched here. I'm not going to say that, oh, it's early. <laughs> oh, they, oh, they're still figuring things out and eventually they'll, they'll, they'll get it. I'm not, I don't need to say those things because who cares? Who cares? Like at the end of the day, who cares what I think? It's, it's what I, what I know. And with my past experiences with, you know, running programs, uh, speaking with plenty of businessmen, successful ones, ones that have failed and other members of the community who like, and, and other members of the community, like our guests on the podcast, we need more balance from the public. I don't think there's benefit in, in being upbeat all the time, every day when there's nothing to be upbeat about. So I, is that sounds like your kind of like your point, right? Because we don't want to be, you know, that, that type of people, we want to be a little bit more balanced in terms of, Hey, if we are happy with the, what they're doing, then we're going to talk about it. But if there are things that we don't need to talk about and we don't need to make up stories to make something ordinary become extraordinary, then we don't need to make a content about it. Yeah, we're we're pacing ourselves. We're, we have a, I think we have a, a decent pulse on when it's appropriate to speak on the community or speak about or, or, or highlight something about the community, you know, because there, without some bad, there can be no good, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I think that that's the 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 trick that that can be um, difficult at times. It's being patient and understanding that instead in when 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 I was a teacher, I, I was helping a lot of students with writing, and a lot of kids have this trouble when they're writing. They they like to add fluff. What's called fluff. They'll use a whole bunch of filler words in their writing to fill up a page but there's no but there's no, but there's no uh, substance there's no meaningful words and it made me think about how i was writing and and so you know it's like it's like you need to write an essay that is like 2000 words right and yeah. like the prompt is so simple you can have done it in 200 yeah and then what are you going to do and then you panic and so you're thinking okay how can i stretch out this sentence yeah. Or how can I stretch this one line into three lines? And how can I run around the the topic without directly answering the the prompt, the question at hand? And so I think I think a lot of it is making sure we don't add too much fluff because then we lose the substance, mm -hmm. which is something that we definitely don't want to compromise. Yeah. Because we care, you know, and not to yeah. say that other other people who who somehow are able to have content more frequently than we do because again our goal our our goal is different from any others because the 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 platform that we're using is a podcast the intent is to be able to highlight and and sh and have those 
personalities shine through with our, from our guests and us to briefly touch on what's going on in the market and among the community, you know, those sort of things. But again, like we're, we're, we're avoiding at all costs putting too much fluff. And that's where what you were saying, that's why we don't release content as frequently as we might like to. And as maybe not as much as the public or our listeners may hope for. The thing is, like tomorrow, they might release the Vivos and MCP and people will look, look back at us and say, oh, these guys have turned into photos and those kind of things. And that's completely fine with me. I don't, I don't think we are photos or anything. We just look back at the, at the past couple months, December, November, October. And that's, this is our reflection of the events that we went through. Doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. The thing is like at this point in the community, I think somebody posted a post on like, you know, there can be like, like an echo chamber. Um, I'm not sure if you have seen it, but like if just a small thing happens, can be like a release of a new feature or can be somebody talking about or you know, with a theory or somebody with, you know, some sort of like third or somebody impersonating somebody else. Just that one little action, because we have such a small community at this point in time, one little action can be good or bad, can create a big effect, right? But again, that doesn't really change the way we think about what happened over the past couple of months, because that is just the way that we have experienced it. And that's what we have realized and, and come to this, this kind of conclusion. With that in mind, uh, we'll just continue producing VV content because we really believe in it, because we really think that this journey of us believing in something that the majority of the people who are around, who are around us don't can be pretty lonely, right? I bet you the majority of the folks who are on the app right now, their family probably don't care about VV. Their friends probably don't understand about VV. It's just them, right? So it gets pretty lonely. And our goal here is to bring that balanced perspective and connect with you on a personal level. So whether you're driving to work, you're on a subway, you are mowing the lawn, you are going for a walk, anything like that, you can still, like if you're an audio person, if you're a video person, you can still have somebody to communicate to, to talk with, to get perspective from. Uh, because, you know, we believe in BB and believing in something that is not believed in by the majority of the folks around us can feel a little bit weird, can feel, you know, a little bit lonely. But I think it's going to be, it's going to bring like huge rewards because I think there's a lot of, you know, the, the possibilities again is limitless really with digital collectibles and with Vivi.